1: tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes just the ones you really need between now and then
0: exactly it is all there for you you can browse by category check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast great question I think my cut that out don't leave this in (laughs) I need a minute okay Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a third-year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration, and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional, and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes knowledge to help you in your career.
1: Hey, Em, and hello, everyone. Now, in this episode, we've got a really exciting announcement – but we're going to make you wait right to the end of the
0: episode, so make sure you stick around. That's right. We're going to be a bit clickbaity, but we promise it'll be worth it. So stick around. Let's yeah. jump in to our shoot your shot shout out for this week. This week's shout shoot- out. <laughs> that was horrific. Shout it out. Maybe we should put Reese Maston's song to this in future. We should. Yeah. Anyway, this week's Shoot Your Shot shout out goes to our listener, Jess. Jess landed a job in PR and communications in the travel industry and she says, One month and six interviews later, I got the job. Thanks so much for all the tips and help. It really got me in a better place of mind for interviews. I was so much more confident and had a different mindset. I start in a month. Six
1: interviews is insane. Well done for sticking through yeah, that, and congratulations, effort. Jess! We both did a little happy dance when we read that you got the job, and um, best of luck in your new in
0: your new role. Now, to kick off today's episode, we're going to dive straight back into the interview content because we're interview boss and that's what the people want. So in today's episode, Sarah will be asking me some popular interview questions. We're going to be doing a bit of a mock interview. So I'll be giving Mm. real answers um, and Sarah will give some feedback. Now, important to note here, we see a lot of um, advice and I'm doing inverted commas. You can't see but (laughs) advice that circulates online of people being like, here's the best way to answer this question and they're just generic buzzwordy answers and it just it kills me and Sarah because imagine if every single person just goes into the interview and answers this generic like recited answer to popular interview questions like it's just not it Mm. so if you see I believe I have all the requisite skills and experience for the level of this role like It's just you end up saying nothing. You didn't say anything. Yeah. Anyway, if you've listened to us for a long time, you'll know we're not about that. But if if you see any advice, advice, inverted commas, circulating like that, run and come to us. So instead of doing generic answers that everybody can just copy, we're just going to give you a real life example of me. So we're going to pretend that I'm going for a radio announcer job because I'm in radio. That's my, you know, media industry. So what we're gonna do
1: is we're gonna try and make this as realistic as possible. So even though this might not be the area that you're going into or the, the job that you're going for, um, still listen because we're gonna show you how Emma has taken her you know top important things that she wants to mention and made sure that they come up in her interview answers. And then you'll actually hear her responses and we'll workshop together you know how she might've um, improved a particular answer. I think what's great about this is you often don't ever get to hear someone else being interviewed because you're never going to sit in, you know, not many people sit on interview panels. So you may not know what it sounds like and how your interview answers come across from the other side. Um, So you'll get to see the difference between,
0: you know, good, better and the best. Yeah. So if you've listened to our episode about preparing for job interviews, we talk about how instead of going into an interview and, you know, coming up with these scripted, buzzwordy, generic, wishy-washy answers – and instead of preparing for what they might ask you, you want to do it backwards and you want to pick your non-negotiables that when you walk out of there, you have absolutely mentioned those amazing things you've done mm. and you've worked it into whatever question they've thrown at you. So, yeah, because
1: the thing is they're trying to get to know you. That's the point of the whole interview. They might have picked a particular question. They're just, they're just trying to ask you questions so they can get to know you. So the point isn't to get the exact spe- specific scenario to respond to them in the moment off the top of your head. The point is to get across your best bits.
0: That's right. So I've picked out my best bits and then you'll see how I work these into the interviews. Now I haven't prepared. I'm gonna just be impromptu rolling with it. Whatever questions are you Sarah nervous, asks me. No, nervous I mean I think I will do okay, but it is a bit on a bit on the spot so I hope people are nice. <laughs> <laughs> but here are my non-negotiables that you're going to see me work in. Number one, um, so I freelance write for a cult, for a local arts and culture magazine named Coal Coast. So that absolutely has to get mentioned. Um, I had a business administration job in my gap year and I was dealing with big sums of money. So that's something notable, Office skills and stuff. Um, my job in commercial radio, obviously in the promotions team, that is obviously going to be a major thing i talk about also this podcast um and then we have country kid because if you've listened you know i like to throw that in and (laughs) hospo work potentially hospo work like is a bit like you know don't have to but these are things that i just think uh like you know these are experiences that i are worth mentioning yeah that you really want to talk about um and your degree
1: i think as well oh yes Um, i always forget about that you want to throw that in there once you get it, right? Yeah, you haven't, you haven't finished I've nearly it yet. got it. Um, okay, cool. So we're going to jump in. So I'm going to ask the question, you respond, and then once you're done, let me know that you're done and say, you know, how did I do or something? Yeah. And then we'll jump into kind of dissection mode. So I've got a couple of questions here. I've based these off of some job descriptions that I read online about, you know, a radio announcer, what they're looking for but I've also kept some of them a bit generic, again, just to make sure that they're really relevant for people at home who are listening. Okay, so we're going to kick off. So thanks so much for coming in today, Emma. Um, So I guess to kick us off,
0: I'd love to know a little bit more about you um, and what's brought you here. Absolutely. So ever since I was little, Um, I used to pretend to be a news reader. I used to make my family sit through news bulletins. I was always fascinated by storytelling. And then growing up in primary school and high school, I just loved English. I was always writing and public speaking and just had such a passion for that. And um, when I ended up finishing school, it was time to think about what I wanted to do. And I thought, yep, this is definitely my calling. I just know I want to do something to do with communications and media Um, And then I made the move to Wollongong from my small country town in New South Wales um, to study a Bachelor of Journalism, minoring in International Relations. And I absolutely have loved that. Um, And in my first year of uni, I was fortunate enough to get a part time position for the local radio station in the promotions department. And that has just been fantastic um, I loved getting on air I loved the experience um, and that's where my passion for radio really sparked um, you know I, I always knew I wanted to be in the media industry I was open to working anywhere but having now um, been exposed to the radio industry I am just in love and um, it's my dream to be a radio announcer so here I am I'm done <laughs> amazing that was really good um, I was
1: a bit worried there that when you said in my first year of uni that you were going to talk about your hospo job, I was like, no. No, leave that out. This is like highlights reel only. Um, yeah, great. I think you probably could have clarified going into the before radio thing. I think that it came out in the end, but you didn't kind of say, I knew I wanted to be in media. And then when I started, yeah. that's when I discovered that radio in particular was the thing that I was most passionate about. Um you got there in the end, but you could have set that up um, a little bit better. I think if you're practicing that again, i definitely mention that. Um, but, yeah, great. I think that when you're a kid, um, love that section. If you got rid of anything, you could probably cut it down, make it a bit punchier. I'd get rid of the high school liking English yeah. and public speaking. Or you could just throw that into the kind of the one sentence when you were a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to blah, blah, blah. And through school, I always liked English and public speaking. It kind of felt like we started when you're a kid and then we moved forward into high school, but nothing really changed. It was yeah. just like more of this, more of similar stuff. Um, but yeah, I think people listening will um, really appreciate that that shows your career journey. It's a real story. It's engaging. Yep. Um, and I think people are going to remember that as well. Cool. Let's move back into interview mode. So Emma, working in radio, things can move really quickly and communication within your team is really key. Tell me about a time where you've communicated really well with your team.
0: Absolutely. I've seen firsthand how fast things can move um, in the radio industry. In my current role in the street fleet, in the promotions department, we're often sent to various events and to client um, functions and things. And it's our job to really communicate with all stakeholders. So we'll arrive to a location, we've got to call the client contact to meet with them, we've got to chat with them about what needs to be done, Um, then we've got to liaise with whoever we're working with. We might also have to check in with our Um, sales department who sort of owns, is managing the client and check in if they want anything added, anything done. So communication is really integral to the whole operation. But um, I guess a particular example would be um, we were running an Australia Day event um, in Wollongong. It's like a big, you know, the council puts on this huge event for the community and um, two street fleeters were on in the morning and two were on in the afternoon. So prior to Um, our shift in the afternoon we were calling the morning shift people we were checking if they had run out of ice blocks how many more um, water bottles they needed if we were out of tattoos we were also calling our boss who was down there to say what's the parking situation like we would then have Mm -hmm. to call the client contact for parking and say yep we're going to bump in now constantly communicating and it just makes it all run so smoothly and in the end it was a huge success that was so long
1: that was good. Okay, yeah, you're right. It was it was a bit long. Um so I really love that example for people at home listening. The first bit compared to the second bit. What was more engaging do you think? I don't know. So the first bit where you talked about um overall, you know, I have probably to probably the uh, actual example. contact. Yeah, right? Because you, I can actually – I can, when you said, you know, the tattoos, the drink bottles, whatever, I can see that in my mind. Yeah. I can see you calling, asking for parking. It's Australia Day. There's stuff going on. I can imagine what's going on. When you did the first bit, it was good. Like you ticked the boxes, but it doesn't paint as clear of a picture for me. So I think you want to do both because you don't want to get only on examples because people yeah. think, oh, is that the only time that you've done that? But I could um, have condensed so you can do it- the intro start. Yeah, you could do it two ways. So you could either say at the beginning, um, you know, a summarized version of what you said. So, you know, working in in the area that I do, I loved how you gave a background of what that role is. You know, it's important for us to be on site. We've got the client contact. We've got our boss. We've got other street fleeters who might be there. So we have to check in with all of them. It could have been as short as that, right? And then you go into your example. Or you could have worked in your example throughout your story you can do that as well so the client contact is someone who's really important for us to check into at every event and so at this event we called them to ask about parking yeah do you know what I mean you can kind of work it in Um, but I think it'd probably be best to do the general part you know I have to communicate all the time to make sure things run smoothly particularly in events and then a specific example was Australia Day blah 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 it all went great
0: Yeah, Um, I also thought of another thing that I didn't say there that I could have said is that um, Mm -hmm. being in the street fleet, um, we work weekends, we work Saturdays and Sundays, you know, typically when events are running Mm. and there's no one in the office. So if something goes wrong, I'm the one Ah. that needs to communicate with stakeholders and solve the problem. Like there's no one to call in the office. Like so communicating well and following the instructions is essential because there's no backup plan. I'm the only one to deal with it. I think that's a really good example and I think if you were to say that again you could throw
1: that in there Um, you'd have to weigh out whether the Australia Day example is better than that but you could maybe work that in because I think in this job if you imagine there might be occasions where you're early in the morning on live on air or whatever and the person who you need to talk to or whatever isn't necessarily there yeah Um, or something goes wrong again live on air and you haven't got someone to ask hey what do I do you've got to make a really quick decision on the spot so I think that'd be a good skill to kind of show off Mm. Um, but yeah great example really good answer It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. I think we're getting some good, you know, juicy learnings Mm. for our listeners here. Okay, back into interview mode. So Emma, tell us,
0: what do you think are your main strengths? A strength of mine is definitely my sense of initiative when it comes to problem solving i'm not someone that likes to sit back and let a problem bother me for too long i like to think of solutions um an example of this was um in my job at allied grain systems as an administration assistant Um, we were responsible for capturing million dollar projects um, to charge back to commercial clients and we had this spreadsheet system that we had to use to um, capture all the costings and it was really ineffective we were um, making mistakes often, our boss was getting unhappy and it was just an absolute pain to navigate. Um, So I sat down with my manager and asked if I could take a couple of days um, to just design a whole new spreadsheet because it was going to be so more effective that way long term and we did and my boss was so happy and yeah, when you're dealing with million dollar sums like that, you need to be accurate. So I was really proud of the way I showed initiative to tackle that problem Um, Another strength of mine is my ability to collaborate. Um, I have always worked in hospitality, in fast-paced environments, and you really rely on teamwork in an environment like that, Um, really thrive working alongside other people. So that's definitely a strength. And lastly, I'd say a third strength is... Hmm... I don't know <laughs> um let me think <laughs> shall we stop there yeah I don't know
1: such a good example this question sucks doesn't it? yeah it does. how much harder is this to answer than every other interview question oh, I read it wrong strengths?
0: I thought it was said what are three strengths okay I could have just left it there I was trying to come up with three <laughs> for some reason I thought you said what are three strengths what are your main I did strengths? fine then okay
1: yeah, you did. You didn't need to have three. You didn't even need to have two. Right. Um and and that that would be my my main feedback. I really liked how you gave an example. I think people find this question really hard because they've got to talk about themselves. Yeah. Um pick something tangible that you've actually done and use the strength that's at the center of that as your answer. Yeah. As opposed to saying I'm reliable. Like, okay, well, what's the story about yeah. you being reliable? Um, it's easier to talk about your strengths when it comes to an example as opposed to talking kind of abstract about yourself because it feels really icky and salesy. Like mm. I actually think the weakness question is easier than the strengths question. I disagree. Um, anyway. It feels like a bit of a bit of a brag. Um, but, yeah, you absolutely didn't need three. And everyone – you saw there what happens – when you draw a blank in an interview and your brain panics mm. and you cannot think of anything else. Um, so I would say when you're going into an answer like that, um, plan out what, what are the three things that you're going to say first and then go into the answer if you can in your mind. So if they did ask for three, you'd go, okay, I'm going to do, um, what was the first one? Um, initiative, collaboration and then the third one. And then try and keep them in your mind if you can. If you are <laughs> online or you've got that. a notepad, I know, right? If you are online or you've got a notepad in front of you, like jot them down if you want. I think it's fine to take notes in interviews. Um, I doubt they'd ask for three though.
0: They'd just say, "What are yeah. your strengths?" And then you could just anyway. Pick next, it. come on, get yeah. to it.
1: <laughs> okay, so the natural follow up to that question, um, Emma what about your
0: weaknesses what are the areas you know that you think um you could develop in and can I just say whenever I get asked this I want to scream and punch them but anyway back to interview setting I think a weakness of mine um, would be I'm someone who really thrives off positive praise. You know, I'm a people person and a bit of an extrovert, really love, you know, words of affirmation. So I think sometimes if I feel that I'm not getting enough feedback or, you know, good feedback or just feedback in general, I can sometimes um, get a bit unmotivated. Now, okay, I'm finished, but. I didn't know what to say for this one because this is a question that in the past I've told you I hate, and I don't know what to say because you panic because you're like, oh, quick, say something so they don't think you're up yourself. But there, uh. righto. Here's here's what I'm going to
1: ask you: Is that true what you just said? Yeah. Perfect. Then it's then it's the right kind of answer. The most important thing that you're looking for with this question, and I've asked lots of hiring managers this, and it'd be like, if you ask this question, what are you looking for in the answer? They're looking for self-awareness. Mm. They're not looking for red flags at all. It's not a question for red flags. They're looking for self-awareness. If you can come up with something that's considered, that's actually really true about something that's, you know, a bit of a personality trait of yours or something that you could work on, that's that's great a great answer for them to particularly if they're going to be your manager for them to know okay emma likes feedback i need to check in and let her know how she's yeah. going good bad or otherwise otherwise she's going to feel like she's in this on her own yeah um so really really good answer great. Um, and you don't have to you don't have to make it long either i think the length that you did just then was great you could have thrown in like what are you doing to work on it or how you've become aware of it something like that Um, But again, not absolutely necessary. Again, what they're looking for is self-awareness. You know, you could have just said simply at the end there. um, So sometimes, you know, if I find I'm in that position where I'm not getting feedback, I will actually go and ask, hey, you know, can I just check in and see how I'm going? You know, easy. Cool. Let's do another question. So, Emma. Emma how do you manage competing priorities or when you've got multiple things to do
0: at once? Great question. I am someone who personally has a million things happening at once. I like to keep busy. So I feel like I've gotten pretty good at this over the years. Um, But I really think it comes down to prioritizing what's most important. I like to make lists, figure out Um, what needs to be done the soonest but also what's the most important Um, and I think a good example of this is uh, when I'm doing writing an article for cold coast magazine um I have a lot of competing priorities. I have to write the interview questions and I have to send them off for approval and then I have to actually conduct the interview. And then I also sometimes have the talents manager. So say I'm interviewing a band, uh, the manager will be in contact with me saying, can you please include this information in your article? And my boss is also saying, we want you to include this. So I'm dealing with multiple things at once, trying to keep everyone happy and incorporate this all into my own work. Um... And now I've – I don't think I really have answered the question here. You've got to keep going. Um, hang on. And so while at times that can feel a bit chaotic, um, I just make sure that I am communicating effectively with everyone and I seek feedback a lot um, or I will – and I'll get really clear on deadlines. So I'll make sure to ask my boss when's the deadline for this? When does this need to be done? And I'll then back I do not I don't I don't want to answer this anymore. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it was good, everyone. What do you reckon? Um, I think that was a great answer. I think you got a little bit lost midway. So you were you were going down the path of I write lists, I get deadlines, and then you got lost when you were going through the process of how you write an article. Um, and then it became because about Because I was
0: trying to different prove priorities. that I have lots of different things to do at once and I have to do
1: it yeah. all. Yeah. But I think what you could have done instead is say sometimes I've got an article to write at the same time as I've got an assignment to do. I yeah. think that would have been a better example to use because you were kind of like competing priorities. Yeah. But it was almost like managing stakeholders that you yeah. kind of had that Hang answer on, let's for. Let's do
0: this again. I feel like I can do better. Okay.
1: Okay. Ask let's me let's again. go again. And this is, let's, everyone, let's see if she improves. So, Emma, how do you manage competing priorities or when you've got multiple things to do at once?
0: You know what? I've completely had an epiphany. I'm going to completely change the way I answer this. Um, Absolutely. So, um, I'm a very busy person, always have liked to keep myself busy, um, For example, I study full-time, I also have a part-time job, I also have an internship where I write articles on a freelance basis, Um, have just committed to starting a three-week full-time internship with Win News Um, and I run a podcast so I am extremely busy and I guess the way that I keep all that in check is, um, I'm an avid list writer. My diary is my holy grail. Um, and I also will rank things out at the start of the week in order of, um, urgency. What's going to take me the longest, um, you know, what can possibly wait and what are the other, the more things that are non-negotiable, like a deadline for an article that's going to come first over maybe watching lectures. Um, yeah. And I really like to just, um, write up little timetables each week and block in all of my obligations like work so I can get a visual picture of how much free time I have and what else I can commit to because I'm sometimes guilty of over committing I probably shouldn't tell them that perfect no, I'm not guilty no
1: no no that's that's fine again they get a bit of self-awareness they get a bit of a bit of the truth in there much much better you didn't lose track and you're really clear on you know, what, where the answer was going. And also it was probably a bit shorter as well. Mm. Sometimes the danger with trying to say too much is you get lost, you waffle on and yeah. you don't have a Forget concise where you finish. Were going. Yeah. Think about shortening your answers instead of trying to get as much information in as possible. Um, I love what you did there. I often hear people answer these kinds of questions um, by talking in general and um, oh, well, I think you've just got to work out what's most important and, you know, it it depends really, you know, mm. sometimes things can wait. You're not giving me anything and I find I get kind of frustrated when people answer like that because I'm like, okay, well, I still don't know how you manage this. When you gave examples like mapping it out visually, writing lists, prioritising things, those are all strategies that you use to get on top of this and it's a way of giving me an example without saying... An example would be blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, you did use the example of what you've got going on in your life and your calendar in general. Um, but I think if you can give practical strategies that you've used or things that you've done in the past, that is great. Just try not to be too general in those questions. Yeah. And too like um, philosophical, I guess.
0: Yeah. But awesome. Great, great. answer. Much better if the second If only time. in an interview, you could be like, hang on, let me just do that again. Let me redo that. <laughs> Forget what I just said. Yeah, I mean,
1: you could. If if you get stuck after the first sentence, you probably couldn't do a whole answer and then yeah. ask to answer it again. Um, you could you could do the first sentence and be like, actually, do you mind if I start again? I just really lost my train of thought there. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing You're wrong human. with that. People, people know that that happens. They're totally fine with it. What I would say is don't get to the end and say, Oh, I haven't really answered. Did I, did I answer the question? I just feel like that just gives off the wrong vibes. Yeah. Um, even
0: if you feel like you didn't answer the question, just don't say that, just act confident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: either, either fix it or just end it confidently and kind of, um, and kind of move on. Yeah. Okay. Next. Okay. So this is a bit of a radio specific one. I yep, thought it'd throw in I'm there. ready. So Emma, we're looking for a really distinctive on-air presence for our listeners
0: that really naturally appeals. How would you describe your on-air personality? Great question. I would describe my on-air personality as quick-witted, funny, relatable, entertaining. Um in my podcast Interview Boss that I last that I launched with my sister in January this year. Um she it's all about um Support advice for job seekers. And so Sarah's the HR um, recruitment professional. And on our website, she's listed as the brains, and I'm listed as the banter, which I think really sums it up. Um, to back that up, though, it's not all just um, jokes and fun. I obviously have studied my degree in journalism. So I would describe myself as being accurate, um, having an understanding of the um, journalistic codes and ethics. Um, like standards of practice really across defamation laws and stuff so I guess I would say professional educated but fun and witty great answer that was great Woo-hoo. and
1: I get a little fuzzy feeling thinking that one day in an interview this podcast is going to help you get a job and they are like have you heard a podcast that was really good <laughs> um and imagine they listen to this interview they don't even have to actually interview you yeah right <laughs> um so, um, so great answer. I think what I really liked that you did there and you, you almost forgot it. And then you caught yourself. You explained what interview boss is when you're bringing something up for the first time, really important for you to say, oh, my podcast interview boss, um, and explain what that is because people aren't going to have context for what that is, yeah. even if you're talking about an old company and stuff, um, unless it's like one of the top 10 most well-known companies yeah. in Australia, give like give some context on what that job was or what you did when you talked about your role in promotions. You did that as well. Really great. Yeah. Um, I think you tried to add a bit too much on there at the, oh, but I'm also professional. Yeah. <laughs> you were kind of I panicked correct. that I was like
0: being too funny and I was <laughs> too like, oh, I'm, but I'm really good too.
1: Yeah. But yeah. And you don't you think it's you still could good see to see that? mention that? It is good. It is good. But I could see. Not what just what as could... a
0: last desperate, like, wait, wait. <laughs> I could I probably see could what have you were it. doing. I yeah. could see
1: the panic in yeah. your, oh, but wait, I'm also professional. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you just probably could have been more succinct with it. It did sound a bit like. Oh, but trust me, I yeah, know the ethics and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you kind of like you know the the ethics and <laughs> the codes the and, and defamation. <laughs> you kind of just threw that in there instead of putting that in like a proper sentence. Um, yeah, you know, and defamation is not really a yeah. Okay, a great, come on, come great, on. No, no, that's okay. It was a really great answer. I'm I'm nitpicking here because that's literally what we're here to do. Okay, so we're going to finish um, with one of the curly questions um, that we had. Again, please don't judge me on these questions. These aren't necessarily what I would ask Emma in this situation. This is like what lots of people do ask. Mm. I personally never use the old strengths and weaknesses. Um, But again, we're here to give advice to you guys and I think this is what you're going to run into um, out there in the field. So this is a curly question for you, Emma. What would you rather do? Do the job right or on time
0: you can only choose one really tough question and I think we can all appreciate that both are very important in different circumstances um it is a bit situational but I think for me um you know through my bachelor's degree and the training I've received in codes and ethics I think I would always pick getting the job right compared to on time especially in our industry where um you know what we say has implications. We're broadcasting to thousands of listeners. Um, we are a source of credibility and news for a lot of people. People rely on us to be accurate. So, absolutely, in this industry, I will always, always pick getting it right and perhaps being a bit later than being the first one, but having my information wrong.
1: Love it. Great answer. And. We edited the little bits out where you um, went to do the answer and and got a bit lost. Um, and I can see what you were trying to do there. You were trying to kind of say, "Well, it depends, and sometimes one, and sometimes yeah, the other." But it was
0: just fluffy. don't get
1: caught up in that. They you you did it right in in your last go there where you said, um, "Look, sometimes it's going to depend on the situation." You yeah. can absolutely throw something in there like that, saying, "Obviously, sometimes deadlines are more important." Yeah. Um, but they know that, like yeah. they know that already. They don't think that you're they, – they're not now going to think that you're always going to get everything right. Yeah. Like they're not going to think that. They want to see the reasoning why. That's what this question is about. Like most of the curly questions, it's, it's the reasoning, not just the answer itself. And I think your reasoning there was really sound and it was based on the implications for what something could um, – Something could go wrong if you don't get something right and you worry about it being on time instead. So great answer, did really well there. Um, don't get too hung up, yeah, on on trying to say, oh, well, you know, sometimes this, sometimes that. Again, like that kind of people pleaser thing comes out of like, yeah. oh, I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. Don't worry about that. Pick one. Um, you're going to come across um, much better if you if you stick to an answer and go for it.
0: Great. Now that concludes our little mock interview. How did I do? What would you give me out of 10? Would you hire me?
1: I would. I would give you a job. And I think anyone out there who's listening who needs a radio announcer, Emma's your girl. Yeah. Go for it.
0: Please. I graduate soon. I'm (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic and I'm stressed. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So that went well. So happy with that. And just to link back, at the start, remember I told you my non-negotiables that I was going to mention? They were the freelance writer, the business administration job, my job in commercial radio, my podcast, being a country kid, and hospo work. And I mentioned every single one of them. Yeah, so, you
1: did. Maybe, I don't, not sure about the hospo work. I don't know whether that one came oh, up. Maybe
0: not. Oh, I thought yeah. I mentioned but again, it in you a said team was- environment. But it, yeah, that w- that wasn't an absolute necessity. That was just if it yeah. comes up
1: exactly so you can see how instead of picking oh how do i answer that question emma's thought about it backwards okay how can i work one of my examples in for this question and if you've gotten to the end and they ask you a strengths question and you haven't mentioned one of them right well now yeah. you've got to work in one of your top things that you haven't mentioned yet to your strength somehow yeah and that's how you got to think about it what
0: haven't i mentioned yet what do i want to make sure and how do i it comes I think once you start um, thinking like this, it becomes so easy. Like I'm 100% confident that they could ask me anything and I'll find a way to work it in. Like those questions they asked me weren't explicitly asking for me to give an example or talk about my work, but I just did it anyway. And yeah, once you master that, the the job and if you know
1: your experience inside and out and you've focused and spent heaps of time not thinking about the questions but thinking about what are the things you've done brainstorming okay Australia Day that's a good example I can use that for something jotting those things down creating a mind map whatever your process is if you know your experience really well you'll have an answer for every question that they can throw at you so I hope there was something in that for you um, if you're listening at home. Um, really great examples of really common things that people do in interview questions. Emma's already pretty good um, at, you know, public speaking and talking given what she does um, for a job. But I think we got a lot there in terms of, you know, ways that you can improve your answers, ways that you can think about things Short and brief is always going to be a bit better. They can always ask you a follow-up question if they need to. Um, but if you waffle on for way too long and get lost and you waste, some, you know, too much time, then they may not get to the, the um, key content that they wanted to cover. Great. And now
0: it's time for our big announcement. Sarah, what's our big announcement? Well, as of today,
1: when this episode goes live... You will be able to book an interview coaching session with me um, for an hour, one-on-one. We'll be on a video chat and I'll take you through interview questions specific to your job. I'll give you feedback that's just for you um, and you'll set yourself up so that you can absolutely nail that interview that you've got booked.
0: Absolutely. If you're someone that lacks a bit of confidence, doesn't have much experience is just feeling a bit um, defeated after lots of knockbacks and you're just looking for a little bit of help, Sarah is your gal. Now, we have a form where you can go on, you submit um, the job ad for the job that you're interviewing for, your resume, like all this information so Sarah can get a perfect picture of your goals, what you want to get out of it and she will then have the session with you where you can she can prepare you for all possible interview questions they might ask. She'll draw on the experience you've got and help you come up with your story. It's just, it's going to be so good. And it's all recorded so you can watch it back. And what I
1: find is that you don't need one of these for every interview you go for. This is kind of like a generic session that will help you get your storytelling, practice some interview questions, understand what bits of your experience that you want to pull out. And also your kind of unique struggles so some people will struggle with confidence and they'll struggle to to be concise Um, some people will struggle um, you know with not being not being too general and they've got to give more examples. So we'll go through what tends to happen for you when you get nervous and turn that into a strategy to make sure you succeed. Um, So this is something I've been doing a little bit for friends and family when they asked, but I thought it was time for our listeners um, to put this service out into the world. Um, So the website is live. You can go to www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching and we thought for the month of September, it's our, it's our launch month, um, we're going to give you guys a discount. So if you use the code LAUNCH20, you'll get 20% off um, an interview coaching session with me. Um, and all you have to do is book that um, during September. You can book it for later on if, if you've got an interview coming up later on if you want. But yeah, LAUNCH20
0: will give you 20% off. And here's a little shameless plug of some clients that Sarah has recently coached, and they have great things to say. Hey, how's it going? Jay here. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, if you do have an opportunity to sit down with Sarah one-on-one, do it. I was deep in the job hunt uh, a year ago, struggling with interviews, not getting callbacks, um, until I got an opportunity to sit down with Sarah and she went through my resume, my cover letter and completely blew my mind and turned it into a masterpiece. <laughs> and then when I actually was uh, getting job interviews, she would sit down with me and uh, she really helped me structure my my storytelling. She made it sound really easy and I really appreciate that because honestly I would not have gotten the job that I have now <laughs> without Sarah's help. So uh, five stars from me, thanks Sarah. We're so excited to announce this. We hope you guys are just as excited as we are. And I guarantee, oh, that's what we also guarantee. We guarantee you'll find it valuable. And if you don't, you get your money back because that's how much we believe that this will be such a beneficial power hour where you can take control and master that interview. Yeah,
1: and I'm not going to promise anyone that you'll definitely get the job if you have a session with me and I actually don't think you should trust anyone who tries to guarantee no, you that you'll definitely not. get the job. It's just not possible, right? You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. But I'll um, make sure that if you're not happy with what you got out of the session um and you don't feel like it was worth it, well, you know, we'll um we'll give you a full refund um and, you know, apologize for wasting your time. <laughs>
0: But that won't happen. Anyway, www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching and we'll pop that in our show notes. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Bye.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss.
0: If you like hearing the
1: sound of our voices, hit that subscribe button in Apple or follow us on Spotify or even better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we hit the charts and can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on
0: Instagram. If we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way, there's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee.
1: We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.